Welcome to Nobody Asked Us, where two friends try to figure out the things that fascinate, annoy, and baffle us. So join me, Sanaz. And me, Rachel. As we delve into all the things that nobody asked us about, but we really wanted to share. So today we want to talk about Gwyneth Paltrow. The queen. (laughs) The queen. Um, She's obviously been in the news recently with her crazy court case, which was just a whole level of ridiculousness on its own. But it just got us thinking about how polarizing she is as a public figure. And I think both of us like actually admire certain aspects of her, but also can recognize the ridiculousness. But I'm eternally fascinated by the reason why she relative to other celebrities really gets to people when I just don't understand why she's considered more polarizing than others out there. So anyway, Gwyneth Paltrow, for some reason, gets to a lot of people. And we want to discuss it. Yeah, so Gwyneth uh, recently, this trial that she recently had where um, a guy sued her for a skiing accident. And it it was interesting watching the the coverage of the trial because, you know, it's a skiing accident. Gwyneth has this, her whole brand is being, uh, you know, kind of pampered, well off, a little bit out of touch, I think, yeah. would be her brand, um, which she embraces. And it's interesting to see how just over the course of this trial, people became more sympathetic to her, mostly because the other guy was kind of crazy. But yeah. uh, it was very entertaining. Uh, I also felt like she was kind of going through all the motions of this trial just to kind of prove a point. Like, look, you can't just go around <laughs> suing celebrities willy-nilly. Like, enough is enough a little bit like that. Like... I don't know. I just, I just felt like, why would she want to go through all that noise, right? Mm-hmm. Just for something that she could easily pay off. So it felt like she was trying to send a message. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's so, but it's a, it's a bit petty, right? Because yeah, the guy had already, I believe, lost his suit against her. Yeah, and the counter suit was just like, don't you try this again? I think you're totally onto something with the concept of her being out of touch, which. I want to delve into that a little bit because there are definitely celebrities and people, you know, that are like influencers that are far more, I would say like pretentious or showy than she is. Do you know what I mean? Pretentious in what way? I guess. I guess like the new money showing off, like here's me with my private jet and my jewels and my, do you know what I mean? Like there are others that, are much more in your face about it than she is. But for some reason, people, I think, get really annoyed by Gwyneth for being out of touch, even though it doesn't feel as showy. So I think it's actually more layered. I think it's the fact that she's sort of Hollywood royalty, you know, grew up quite wealthy, I think kind of was in the sort of higher echelons of like New York society. Well, it's a very class-coded display of wealth right so it's not nouveau it's not nouveau like the kardashians it's very i would almost like it's very subtle it's definitely something that's upper class coded do you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like it's it's not ostentatious um and somehow that's like more offensive because i think that like the privilege there is so obvious i think that like the word I would use to define the thing that pisses people off about her brand is that it's a bit smug. Mm, Do you know what I mean? Like the like wellness thing and then the like 
on top of the like kind of like this very, is how to live a good life. Yeah, but the like ref, like the very comfortable sense of her place. Do you know what I'm saying? Like she's not desperate. She's not trying to show off her jets or her mm-hmm. you know whatever. She, but it's I think people take issue. This is my personal theory because I I see this a lot in like you're like why do people hate this person? And I usually think it's because they seem smug. Yeah. <laughs> like like I think about that in terms of like politics too. It's like what is the like what is like I see like the right always getting so angry at people on the left and I'm just like what makes them angry? And honestly, I feel like it's like this smugness. Mhm. Do you know what I mean? Like the, of this perceived smugness. Anyway, Gwyneth is, I think, delightfully smug. I so too. There's so many parts of it where, like Goop, for example, right? So she has this empire now of like, what would you say? It's like a crossover of like wellness, shopping, travel, just sort of like a lifestyle. Across, yeah, lifestyle brand, right? And it really started as just emails, recommendations that she would send to friends when they're like, hey, Gwyneth, I'm going to whatever, St. Bart's for the weekend. Like, what should I do? I'm going to Florence. What should... And it was basically like her email recommendations, like eat here, stay here, do this, love this place. And just kind of created that into travel recommendations, health, wellness, all that. And now it's this massive, I would say, kind of like empire. Empire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but with a very like... I think perceived to be like a cuckoo kind of twist to it by some people where they're like, well, what is this? Is this a science? What do you know? What when you this? say cuckoo, I mean, it's not science. It's, it's like, I've always thought of this like wellness as like a hobby. You know mm. what I mean? Like, it's like, you know, they're talking about like, you know, it is ostensibly talking about like improving your well-being, your health and stuff. But a lot of it is just, fun stuff so like the thing that really pissed people off recently or in the last few years was the um the vagina egg yes which is i mean there was this whole discourse on it or she recommended you know stuff like it's very woo woo it's like made of like jade and you're supposed to put it up up there and it does some kind of you know witchcraft on your yeah on your on your lady parts but um, then there's like all these like people that sprung up being like, this is, you know, this is unhygienic. This can cause you infections. And for some reason, this caused like a real furor. I, I, and she, yeah. she had, she ended up leaning into it, but like this kind of like, well, but it's like, when you think about it, it's, it's a bit silly. Mm-hmm. I view it as silly. I think some people don't. I think so too. Cause I feel like a lot of people are saying a lot of ridiculous things out there on the internet, but for some reason, Gwyneth's vagina candle or egg or whatever she wants to do. People are like, this is just insane. Right. <laughs> step too far. Right. Like, this is like the worst. Yeah. Um, like, this is where you draw the line. So yeah, I agree with you. It's something about our man. Well, well, then she went and a few years later made a candle called this smells like my vagina. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is so funny. And it's obvious that she's like in on the joke and she knows what people are saying and I, she's a little bit i don't see i i come down on the side where i don't think she's dangerous mm-hmm. and i kind of like that she's just embracing honestly the like silly rich lady that she is right right 
Do you, you know? remember, do you remember like when she got divorced from Chris Martin, like the whole mm-hmm. singer and the whole concept of like, we're not getting divorced. We're consciously uncoupling. Yes. <laughs> and people yes. freak the fuck out, even though the terminology has been around for decades. Like she didn't invent it, but she definitely put certain things on the map, I guess, because of her. Did people, did people say consciously uncoupling before her? Not really, but it wasn't new. Like it was very much like, Oh, of course, Gwyneth is too good for divorce. Like, she doesn't get divorced. She consciously uncoupled. But it's like, look, the concept's been around. It's not new. You don't have to follow it. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's this funny thing where I think people are quick to be like, oh, another crazy thing she came up with, even if it's just her latching on to some random, you know, terminology that nobody uses. I'd never, I'd never heard that phrase before. It's a little, it's a little affected. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. a little bit like we're like we're mindfully divorcing. Like right. okay. <laughs> smugness. It's the smugness. It's it's smug, but I also like kind of I kind of like the concept. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's always realistic. It's right. just it's just saying we're not fighting, yeah. but but again, it's like I agree with you. It's like I don't think she's dangerous, but for so many people, they're like, come on, Gwyneth. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say she's a bit of a lightning rod in that way. Exactly. And it's, and it's, it's interesting that she is the target of all that. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So what are, what are some things you actually do like about Gwyneth Paltrow? Oh, I love her. I mean, again, yeah. like her kind of unapologetic, like this is who I am uh, attitude. I honestly, I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of find that I, I don't do a lot of wellnessy stuff, but Sometimes it's fun. I bought some, there, there was a Goop pop-up store recently and I, I bought a like aromatherapy rollerball. It was stupid expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, and I was like, oh, why did I buy this? And I'm just like, oh, because there's something about that like brand that's very appealing. Like I would mm-hmm. normally never buy like a, this is embarrassing, $75 aromatherapy rollerball that's like <laughs> the size of a chapstick. Um, <laughs> truly the biggest waste of money um and it, and it smelled terrible and it it was I think I was in like a bad mood and it was supposed to like reduce your like PMS or crankiness <laughs> sure and I was like why am I still cranky mm-hmm. <laughs> I so I was a fan of her in the early days when she was an actress like I actually watched a lot of her movies um my recommendation this week is actually one of my favorite movies that she was in. So interesting enough, like I kind of obviously bonded with her mm-hmm. <laughs> in her acting days when I was like a teenager. Um, but I always like speaking about like the vibe that you like, I, I understand the smugness. I understand the out of touchness, but I always found her lifestyle and recommendations to be sort of aspirational, but not in like a threatening way or in, in a mean way. Like I always found like, Oh, okay. So I can't stay at that hotel that she recommends, you know, right now, but maybe in a decade when I <laughs> have more money, like that's the kind of place I go. So I think I always kind of trust her opinion when it comes to like taste and style, to be honest. Whereas mm-hmm. like, I don't look at what Kim Kardashian recommends and aspire to have that in 10 years, if that makes sense. So no, because that doesn't speak to you. And I, I like that kind of old worldness. She also just reminds me of like the type of friend that has really good solid consistent taste and when you aren't sure about something like that's the person you go to and you're like 
okay, mm. is this rug ridiculous or is it fabulous? Right. And they could say like, no, it's fabulous. You're like, okay, I trust you. You know, like she just, to mm. me, feels like she has a good sense of that kind of stuff. So again, when it comes to style and things, I'm highly like a fan of it. She's also, you know, really into cooking, which I am as well. I have her cookbooks. In fact, mm. in New York, I went with a friend of mine, Jess, um, to like a lecture that she gave and then they gifted everybody like one of her cookbooks at the end. And we always joke about that because she talks about like her typical day and she's like, well, you know, I get up and I take my kids to school and then I drive into the office and I go pick up kids. Like we basically calculated that she works for Goop for like two hours a day because like by the time she gets there and then it gets out, like <laughs> assuming her kids don't go to school for 14 hours a day, like we're like, yeah. we put in like two hours of the office. Cool. But um, yeah, no, I just, I, I like the idea of like, fuck it. I'm gonna kind of, you know, go into these different ventures whether it's wellness whether it's fashion whether it's travel or food like those are all kind of things that I'm interested in as well overall so I'm kind of generally on board I'm not per se someone that's like bought a lot of goop products but when it comes to travel I do always check their site and just like you know oh there's a couple of recommendations that I hadn't thought of that I'll add to my list so I really enjoy a kind of curated approach to life. And that's what I feel like Goop offers versus a crowdsource approach to life. Like, I don't give a shit if someplace has the most ratings. I want to know if a few people that I think have good judgment and taste recommend it. Right. So um, a curated on- approach to life. That's very, yes. very Goop. <laughs> very Goop, right? Very Goop. Because you're like, this is the friend that can cut through the bullshit and tell me the five good rest restaurants versus the 50 that you know other people have sent me right so that's that's kind of i appreciate that as well like just cut through the noise um and you have to be sort of decisive about your taste and yeah you'll probably come off a little bit (laughs) arrogant or smug i guess at the same time i Um, mean as long as you're not arrogant or like yeah right right her her perceived arrogance doesn't bother me as much as other people i would say you know what i mean or like you said delightfully smug so um, the other thing that I just have to like give her freaking kudos on, which I just died, was the best line of the whole court case, which while there were many highlights, my favorite thing ever is on her way out the case when she won it, she just leans in to the, the guy that was suing her and just goes, I wish you well. <laughs> oh, so cunty. I love it. <laughs> it was the most... Fuzzy, soft, cunty comment you could ever make. It was I wish you well. Stone cold winner, and I ate it up. I loved it. Um, the like, do you remember? Did you follow the thing? It's also very recent with her, like bone broth. People like was, were ragging on her for yeah, like, talking about her diet, or she's like, well, I try to like. This is some of the stuff that actually does like annoy me because it's unscientific, but it's also like diet stuff that's Mm -hmm. I think you know a vagina egg whatever who's taking that seriously but like diet stuff is a little bit more fraught like so she was talking about uh she's like well like anti-inflammation for her diet she's like I fast and then I have a nice lunch of bone broth it's like oh so you're not eating right (laughs) And, and I think that that kind of stuff is a little bit more it's not dangerous I mean you're allowed to talk about whatever you want but it's not a necessarily a great influence on people right right she um i mean she definitely has some like food hangups so i i knew someone in london that um 
was like her personal trainer for a while, like under Tracy Anderson. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Joey said, like, she's kind of fucking batshit crazy, which, like, doesn't surprise oh. me on a personal level, but she's just, like, very weird about food stuff and was always like, oh, my God, am I just, like, obese? And it's like, no, Gwyneth, you're not. <laughs> you're, like, 105 pounds. So Right, which is, like, not a super great, you know, I don't know. Yeah. That's That's the kind of thing where I'm just, like, okay like that's not really on the level but yeah yeah but she's uh yeah that i mean that kind of stuff is funny and maybe that's just because like i think people growing up in our generation have had more eating issues due to like mm-hmm. whatever like the role models we had as right uh, teen girls but uh yeah like that kind of stuff is just also her like the tra- the Tracy Anderson workouts, which by the way are like pretty good, um, but they are so mind-numbingly boring. Like they're, they're good, they're, they're quite boring. Doing the same movement a million times. Like it's uh, so annoying. Well, it's very. It's also like the classes are very expensive. It's very inaccessible. But she's like, you know, oh, this is the best. So it's it's that kind of thing, and I think maybe as opposed to just like something that you buy like a t-shirt or even like you know a hotel you go to mm-hmm. like the diet thing like really touches everybody yes like the diet and exercise thing like that's a real point for a lot of people i can see that i can definitely see that i also wish speaking of tracy anderson because tracy anderson also worked with madonna do you remember like back in the day madonna and gwyneth paltrow were like besties oh my and god for, yeah i did i i mean vaguely <laughs> Right? And then all of a sudden they weren't. And I'm like, I always wanted to know what happened. <laughs> I mean, were they, so that's the thing. I always wonder about like these like friendships among people who are famous, but like, what do they really have in common? Or yeah. like, like, it's how fun. do you really get close to Madonna? Like, how right. do you, how, like, how do you hang out with Madonna? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what is like, you know, do you like drink wine and watch Bravo together? <laughs> Whatever, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, what happens there? What's a hang up? Oh my God. I remember this from the, the, the trial. Speaking of which the recent trial where, do you remember that lawyer that was like fangirling over her? And she's like, aren't, are you good friends with Taylor Swift? She's like, no, I don't know her. That's she's so funny. 20 years younger than I am. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it, she's such a, I remember. So she won in 2000, no, 1999 she won the best actress Oscar for Shakespeare in Love. Mm-hmm. And it was a very kind of, I'm sorry, but like lightweight performance. Yeah. Compared to, I remember there was somebody who was like really good that year and it was, it was kind of a controversy. Um, and I remember a lot of that. That was the year of like um, Harvey Weinstein. Well, that was like, yeah. you know, what, what do they call it? Like he went on, went on the road to like publicize the movie and like, you know, get recognition for it the, what, it was the, the first it was the first year of um like where oscar campaigns really became Campaign. like apparent as like a big thing and now i mean they're still kind of controversial right. but you see this like especially if you read like someone like the hollywood press things like all the ads are taken out by these studios like like a four-year consideration push yeah yeah so, so th- i mean the fact so that it's not- love won against even i think saving private right like i think there was overall frustration by the successful campaign of Harvey Weinstein and then she won and she had that light oh. pink like bubblegum dress so I yeah. 
She was so, she was such a style icon back then, but like that dress, I did not love. Me neither. I was like, well, not seriously. You've had amazing things recently. Like why? <laughs> it was a little princessy. It wasn't like a great fit, but I, I normally, I like loved her style back then. That was when she was dating, um, what's his face? Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. She was engaged to Brad Pitt. She dated okay. Ben Affleck. Like, oh my God. So fascinating. Yeah. Girl is a roster, but uh, yeah. All in all, I mean, I, I think she's, a harmless and like kind of silly figure mm-hmm. uh but not like you know not terrible i i wouldn't like if we wanted do we want to talk contrasts because the kardashians they get this kind of you know i mean they get a lot of vitriol too and a lot of like flack for being you know so like crassly commercial so like self-promoting mm-hmm. etc um but they don't seem to raise the cut. Like, I think the attitude towards them is like, well, they're, you know, they're good business people. They're making it work. Um, but she is too, right? Yeah, I think it's just people just assume like, oh, you lived, you know, you grew up in the lap of luxury. You never had to work hard for it. Like, I think there's but just- so no- the Kardashians are like that too. What's the Exactly, difference? exactly. Yeah, no, it's just a perception thing. Actually, there's one thing that I will say about um, Gwyneth Paltrow mentioned about her upbringing, which I thought was very impressive, which was when she was a teenager, they lived in, you know, a fancy townhome on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. She went to like spend school, like very hoity-toity, you know, lifestyle, right? But- their dad basically said, when you're at home, everything's taken care of. When you're out, you're on your own. So both her and her brother to like get kind of extra money to, you know, hang out with friends and shop for clothes and things. They had regular jobs. Like they worked at ice cream stores and pet shops and things like that. And I always find that really interesting because I'm always fascinated by people who don't come from money, but then they get a lot of money and then how they approach raising their kids with that. It's mm-hmm. super layered and complicated and there's no right answer. But I thought that was such a healthy, nice balance where it was like, this is yours. Like, I'm not going to give you the complex that it's not. But when you're not here, like, I'm not bankrolling in your life. Do you get what I'm saying? So when she wanted to, like, quit college and move to L.A., her parents were like, best of luck to you. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like, we'll pay for your apartment. We'll do this. And we'll do that. And so I don't know. I just the way she talked about it and like having that kind of more real life experience. I was, I thought that was like a pretty pragmatic approach by her dad. I didn't know that. I mean, that's, you know, yeah. So that, you know, what, why are people hating on her? Right. And (laughs) like, but the funny thing is she's probably had more normal jobs than the Kardashians, but she's perceived to be a much more like blue blooded, aristocratic, never had a like suffer a day in your life kind of person. (laughs) Yes. Well, that's the thing I'm interested in. Like I'm interested in like what, like how, why does she tick that for so many people? Yeah. you know, like what is, what about her, the way she carries herself? Mm-hmm. Her mom you know? was a famous actress, her godfather, Steven Spielberg, you know? But people don't know that, right? Like people don't yeah. know like who her, her Blythe Danner, her mother is, because most people, you know, who are younger aren't familiar with her work. Like mm-hmm. I, I think, but people, it's something about, I think it's specifically like the kind of like blonde, thin, um, self-assured and like not she doesn't feel like she needs the adoration Mm -hmm. does that make sense like she's not asking for your approval Mm -hmm. and i think 
my pet theory is that like that annoys people. <laughs> I can see that. I definitely think, yeah, I think there's just, whether it's right or wrong, people perceive like, uh, everything's gone your way. You're rich, you're beautiful, you're this, you're that, you know what I mean? Like they just assume it's all been easy and that she just thinks like, that's what it is for everyone. It's just totally out of touch with everyone. But yeah. Has this, has this always been a thing though? This is, I've noticed this more and more like in, I, I guess I would call it like an eat the rich sentiment. Yeah. Like even the term Nepo baby mm -hmm. has become much more popular. Like you've seen it on like t-shirts and things, right? Yes, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Like we're no, it, well, that, that I feel like is like joking, but just like the idea like of criticizing people because they are, you know, their parents gave them a leg up or that's mm -hmm. something that didn't really, I mean, that's always been around. Right. Right. But nobody, People didn't, I, I just feel like people didn't get this up in arms about it. I think you're right. And I don't think people were like JFK, fucking Nepo, baby. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. I mean, they were like that about W, but to be fair, he was. Yeah. That's, yeah. He was. <laughs> but if it was Jeb, they wouldn't have said that. <laughs> they would let it slide. It's okay when yeah. your smart son <laughs> gets the advantages, but when the dumb one becomes successful, that's when people are like, not so fast. Fair enough. Fair. Fair enough. And I, I, did you did you read that Nepo baby article in um? It was like, uh, New York New York Mag has been kind of killing it on these like buzzy pieces that everybody no. ends up talking about. Oh well, you gotta read it. Um, <laughs> it's like it, it just basically went through. I mean, it was a bit of a stretch, but it went through all these people in Hollywood who, you know, are quote unquote Nepo babies. Yeah. Um, I mean, some of them were ridiculous. They were like, oh, Phoebe Bridgers's uh, parent was a set designer in Hollywood. I'm like, that doesn't, yeah, that doesn't really get you. Right, right. Anything. But um, no, I just like that whole phenomenon. I think that she, like the, when people don't like her, I think it's part of that. And I've noticed it more. Like I've mm -hmm. noticed that people have, more resentments towards that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think it's on the rise. But I think it's a combination of that plus like her as a woman with this business that many people think is ridiculous and yet successful. I think people resent that from the get-go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean that's that, that's fair, but I don't I I wonder what I just I, I can't help but wonder like what the difference is with like a Kardashian. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you're right. There's double standards all over the place. But yeah, Gwyneth. I mean, A, I like her name. <laughs> it's not a popular name, but I like it. And it's a good name. It's a great name. name. And I'm just not as annoyed by her as the rest of the world. So, you know, it didn't just take the court case for us to <laughs> be a little bit bigger fans. But in general, in life, Rachel, I wish you well. <laughs> I wish it's so good it's so good i just you know i i just don't think you can get too angry about this stuff no um, no it's it's silly and fun but anyhow i'm sure we'll be laughing and pointing at the next ridiculous thing she does that's just amusing and horrible or, or i'm gonna be buying a fucking yeah 75 rollerball no i will never do that again What's the next thing? Um, anyway, all right. Why don't we go on to our recommendations for this week? Sure. Um, so my recommendation is this uh, podcast called Poog. Um, it's these two female comedians who are both wonderful. One is Jacqueline Novak, uh, 
and the other one is Kate Berlant. She's they've both been in a ton of stuff. Uh, Jacqueline Novak has this great one woman show, and Kate Berlant's like everywhere. She's an actress too. Anyway, they, it, the Poog P O O G, which is goop backwards, and it's they both are very into like wellness things but also in kind of a silly way and they talk about like all of their experiments with you know whatever jade rollers and crystals and whatever they do um but it's kind of like a tongue-in-cheek discussion of the the goopy phenomenon so i highly recommend it it's a great podcast and it's a it's a very conversational one it's kind of like this just like two friends cool. hanging out talking i like that so, yeah. What about you? Yeah. Um, my recommendation is actually going to be a Gwyneth Paltrow movie. Um, it's called Sliding Doors. It's from 1998. And the premise is that Gwyneth Paltrow is a woman in London who goes to work one day, but then is taking the train back home. And in one scenario, she catches a train. And then it's what happens with her life when she gets home. And another scenario, she misses a train. And her life would have been completely different. And so it's just this fascinating concept of like how little time <laughs> can make a huge difference in our lives. And so throughout the movie, they just play those two lives side by side. Um, I've always loved the concept of it. I thought it was just really well done and just such incredible details. And, um, you know, just liked London in the background in that movie as well. So big fan of it and uh, highly recommend you guys watch that. Oh my God. I, I just feel like I remember I had to watch that weirdly enough in my French class in high school. What? Uh, it's not yeah. even like in like dubbed? No, it was because we were learning about existentialism. Oh. Um, so yeah. odd. My French teacher was a little unorthodox. I loved her. RIP, Madame Enos. Um, mm -hmm. But she, yeah, it was very like, I remember watching it. And I was like, this gives me so much anxiety. I don't want to think about everything. <laughs> little That's choice so interesting. do you know what i mean like it's like oh shit mm -hmm. <laughs> this is momentous change my life yeah that's fascinating but yeah apparently it's a great movie i should i should watch it yeah awesome well with that thanks for joining everyone and we wish you all well we wish you well see you next time bye bye bye